Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop, everyone. Get your asses inside. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNips.com. How you doing today, Kyle? <laughs> uh, is that the transcript? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it's translating financial ineptitude as? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was FinancialNipsDo.com. NipsDo? NipsDo, yeah. God damn it. I got to spend another $100 on a new domain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on into the shop, folks. Sit back, relax, hedge against that rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for trading the right way, trying not to trade the wrong way. Mm. If you are, yeah, yes. <laughs> trying real hard, failing. Uh, <laughs> if you are new to the yes. shop and stock trading in general, <laughs> you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financial ineptitude. Com, or you can give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We got all those links down in the episode description, but best place to be is come join a ever-growing group of amazing traders over on our free Discord server we get on there every day. It's just a really amazing, awesome place to be. Totally free. Mm-hmm. He's not being facetious. No, no. no. <laughs> I may sound like a snake oil salesman, but I'm giving this snake oil away for free. <laughs> Your individual results may be <laughs> This isn't even oil. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, (laughs) when you do join that server, uh, go ahead and shoot Kyle a DM with your mailing address and we'll ship you some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop. We also throw those addresses away. We don't save them for anybody worried about data collection. (laughs) What what would we do with that data? I guess some people sell it. I don't know. (laughs) Who uses mail for anything but like, I bought something, ship it to my house. (laughs) The people who send out all that junk mail. So annoying. All right. Well, we're just really glad everybody's here. We have a lot of fun. Always better with friends and just so grateful. Grateful everybody showed up. Kyle, uh, we got any show news to report? We have some big show news to report, Dan. I don't know if you noticed, but we have a shop now. What? There's a shop inside this shop? (laughs) There's an actual shop where you can buy junk and show your support for this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's a full shopption. (laughs) Some of it is smashable. Some of it is terrible. All of it is destructible. But yeah, if you want to show the support for the show, uh, please check it out. Buy some stuff. You just said terrible. And I think you meant able to be torn. Yes. Did I not pronounce it right? (laughs) Homonym. Is that a homonym? Terrible and terrible. One of those. Homophone. If you know the answer, (laughs) let us know. Did I say terrible or terrible? I said terrible, not terrible. Terrible, not terrible. Okay, okay. All right, just glad we got that sorted out. (laughs) Nothing is terrible in our shop. Some things are terrible. Except the models. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I, uh, yeah, I was was scrolling through my phone looking for a picture and, and that one came up. 
<laughs> in front of people and they're like what is that what? where are your pants <laughs> i was posing for a t-shirt right well you're supposed to do it oh anyway Whew. sit back folks we got a dressy droopy drowsy i love alliteration but the drowsy doesn't fit anymore no. uh, show for you today lots of market moving news plenty of stocks on the radar and more options than Hot sailors at the beach in a Top Gun movie. <laughs> By experience, we were always too drunk to feel hot. <laughs> hot temperature or like hot sexy? Hot temperature. We were too drunk to feel feelings. <laughs> I watched the, one of our chiefs like piss himself. <laughs> Not even in a swimsuit. It was at the bus stop. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> in his jean shorts. <laughs> he just oh. stared at me while he did it and then like nodded his head to like, what's up? <laughs> oh, that's an awful move right there. Wow. That's a meerkat move right there. Right. Like, uh, I was like, you guys need to uh, maybe get him home. <laughs> I think he's had enough. Wow. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Of course, our lovely Discord server. We've got all those links in the episode description. If you are old school, you can send us an email to the number two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two. Uh, or you can give us a phone call to 725 22 bulls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to just tell us about a great trade you made, or maybe you just left your Turkish economic advisor job because you don't want to die over some bad inflation numbers. I mean, <laughs> would you want to give that number to your boss? <laughs> Who may or may not be a legitimately elected official. <laughs> El Turkish Presidente. Look, yeah. 73% inflation, Kyle, is, is so transitory, it's not funny. I Know, right? I mean, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> it's gone up so much, it can only go down. It can only go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! <sighs> is it is it time to talk about some bet results? Uh, sure. I think you go first because I didn't do anything. Apparently, my trade didn't trigger. <laughs> oh, okay. I had a I had a buy stop. My uh, my trade did trigger. Uh, I I ha- went half in and to Tilray at the beginning of the week and the second half at 425. I should have just put it all at 425. Tilray ended the week at, at 420. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> did it. Did it. Did it. <laughs> yes, it did. At 420. And you didn't buy more? <laughs> oh, I bought I bought calls in, in my account, but not for the bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, bet total down to from 500 down to 479.36. Uh, I was supposed to be buying Target if it went above 168, but that never even came close. So no triggered entry, no trade. I'm still sitting at 500. Once again, the cash-heavy portfolio. <laughs> Sometimes the only way to win is to not play at all. <laughs> Uh, random, uh, try to go long V E O N, which opened the week at 50 or 0.515. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a rough week for random, but then Friday's rally brought it back up to close at 0.51. So random lost about five bucks. It's sitting at 495.15. Random keeps getting saved by the Fridays, I think. Why can't I get saved by a Friday? Well, just take whatever randoms long and then wait till Thursday close to buy it. Like, can you do that? I don't know. <laughs> My bet pick is whatever <laughs> random is, and I'm buying it Thursday after hours. <laughs> exactly. Bet time is over, and we can move on and talk about some, some news. Sure. I've got good news, and I've got bad news. Old Farside comic, GNUS. 
Do you have? Do you really have some GNU's? Some GNUs? Some GNUs? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got me all excited for nothing. Are you gonna play the song, or are we just gonna go right into it? Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skeptics, trading information. Yeah, we got Rioters raiding, oh. insider trading, taxes mm. are raising, bills mm-hmm. on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading All right. What should we start with? Uh, normally, we like to lead off with the economic data. Okay. Uh, I got uh, just some stuff on the manufacturing PMI that came out on Wednesday. And I think you got the story on inflation. Or not inflation. Um, the jobs report. Yeah. So what should we start with here? Uh, I think you should start. Okay. There's not a whole lot to this. It's only a couple lines. But uh, the manufacturing PMI uh, that was reported was revised lower to 57 in May of 22 from a preliminary of 57.5, which they called the slowest, albeit robust, <coughs> growth in factory activity since January. I don't know how those two words can be used to describe it. The slowest, robust growth in factory activity. Slow, deep, and hard. <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> Uh, production new orders eased, although employment did pick up and backlogs of work increased. Uh, the cost of inflation also accelerated the fastest in six months. Uh, they noticed that firms were passing on higher expenses to customers through a near record rise in the output charges. Uh, higher operating expenses were commonly linked to hikes in metals, energy, fuel, and transportation costs. Uh, though some of the firms mentioned that the war in Ukraine and COVID-19 lockdowns in mainland China exacerbated the surging prices. Yes. Uh, and then it just as a little footnote to this, it says, also business confidence fell to the lowest level in October 2020. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's kind of big news. Oh, okay. I would think. Take that business confidence. So, I mean, uh, the markets uh, seemed to react okay on Wednesday when this came out. And we're kind of in that weird scenario where like bad news is good and good news is bad. Bizarre world? Well, no, it's because, I mean, it all has to do with whether or not the Fed can, has the ammunition to continue with their aggressive rate hiking policy, right? Okay, so the Fed running out of bullets. Right, weaker manufacturing data and loss of business confidence makes everyone think, oh, maybe they won't raise rates so aggressively, or maybe, you know, Biden will put a stop to this or to try to save, you know, the midterm elections. I'll talk more about his plan after you cover the uh, the jobs reports. <laughs> Well, it it seems that pay, non-farm payrolls increased uh, 390,000 in May, mm-hmm. which uh, is above the original 328,000 estimate. The uh, unemployment rate held at 3.6%. The jobless rate moved higher, though, to 7.1%. What's, what's the difference between the two? I think one, one unemployment is you want to get a job and you're looking for a job and jobless is... Like, I lost my job and, and I'm not even looking anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that retired? <laughs> retired. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, so strong jobs report in the market kind of 
doesn't react too well on Friday. So you kind of mm-hmm. see the, the correlation there. And I think that's made the main reason why. Yeah, it, it looks like leisure and hospitality led those gains, uh, followed by business services and warehousing and transportation. Didn't we talk about something like that uh, not too long ago about the the money that people are spending has been shifting to the service sector? Yeah, we, I would think that was last week. Okay. Yeah, when but not strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, but not strip clubs. <laughs> damn it. Have you done your uh, your investigative report yet? My investigative report on the strip clubs? Yeah. Yeah, I go I go down there and I see nothing but titties. It's just just <laughs> titties, titties, titties. That's all I see. I was wondering if that should be your consequences for the month. <laughs> oh, to actually go to a strip club? Oh yeah. God. <laughs> Go check out go. at least three of them and report on the business activities. I don't actually want to do that. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> going to pay cover charges. Oh, I'm going to be friendly with doormen and bouncers. No, God. I'll talk to Laura and see if we can work out an expense budget for you. <laughs> <laughs> Best business receipts ever. <laughs> Actually, actually, you know what? You know what would be great? What? <laughs> All right. How about you we actually embrace the investigative reporting aspect of this and oh have you try to go get an actual interview audio from a script. <laughs> <laughs> Getting her opinion on the state of the economy. Oh, God. Like, so I have to go into a strip club and like solicit an interview? <laughs> <laughs> pardon me, pardon me, ma'am. Yes, your breasts are lovely, but I need to talk about the economy with somebody. Can I get you on tape? It's audio only. Audio. Oh God. Uh, let's see. Yeah, budget wise, uh, you should be able to pay for your cover charge, and we'll say one private lap dance, since that's probably what the cost will end up being. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, you have high faith in me if you think I can. You just with one lap dance talk somebody into this. Well, I'm thinking that you use the lap dance as the uh, excuse to get the interview. Like I'll pay you for a lap dance, but you don't have to actually touch me. You just have to answer some questions about the state of the economy. God damn it! This is going to be awkward. All right, all right. What's the cost of a lap dance these days? I don't know. How much could it be? Thirty dollars? Fifty dollars? Between the whole thing, you should be able to get an interview for like forty bucks. I think, right? Forty bucks? I guess. I don't know. Most- well, maybe if I go to a really seedy strip club, I can do it for twenty. I mean. <laughs> I think either would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to actually go to a strip club. God damn it. Okay. You're, All right. You know, you're going to have to go during like the lunch crowd because that's probably your best chance to not have to deal with super loud music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lunch crew, the the most uh, sexy of all the crews. <laughs> the wife is asking, is that like normally like the B team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Well, I'll post some uh, photos of me outside the strip club on the Discord. Hopefully, I'll get that interview uh, here in the next week. You got to do your best to get the interview. I think as long as you go and attempt it, that's good enough. Yeah, I think I think I might have to do like a hidden microphone and start the recording like as I'm walking in. Oh, that might get you in trouble. I think I think you need to get permission. Uh, it's Arizona, so I'm allowed to record any conversation I'm a part of. Okay. That's a fact. All right, then. <laughs> Just don't get in trouble. You might get actually like beat up. I don't want to see you get hurt or anything. Oh, my God. That. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right.
Fair enough. If I get beat up, that's a great news story, though. I mean, oh my God, take that. that might actually get us in. <laughs> get us on the map. Right? I swear I was just in there for the economic data. Come up with some questions and uh, I'll help you brainstorm them. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. Oh, okay. God damn. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. All right. I alluded to this a little bit in the intro. But President Biden um, actually did sit down with Jerome Powell. This is like kind of a rare thing. I don't think. This happens very often. They're supposed to be talking to them about uh, the administration's plans to combat high inflation, which now Biden has been saying is his top domestic priority. You want to guess what his plan is? Fire Jerome Powell. I don't know. I have no idea. No, no, no. Actually, complete opposite of that. The plan is to respect the Fed, the Fed's independence, and let them do their thing. Oh, it's to give the Fed carte blanche. <laughs> 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 That's his plan to address inflation is to not do anything and let the Fed do it. What this tells me is that Biden is trying to shift the blame to the Fed. Like, oh, I don't have any control over inflation. <laughs> this is the Fed's job. Hey, that's on them, guys. But then you also see, I think it looked like Janet Yellen was kind of stepping on the sword for them, too. when she came out and said that uh, she didn't realize that inflation wasn't transitory. Like they made a mistake. She didn't realize it was going to be as bad as it was. Like everybody knew that inflation was going to get out of hand. <laughs> Well, we, we did certainly here in the China shop. We made fun of that for a long time. And we didn't know a goddamn thing about how the works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still have a very limited understanding. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it looks to me like the, the President Biden is just trying to uh, distance himself from the problem as much as he can in order to be able to say, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I actually published an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal laying out his plan to fight inflation. Biden said that the Federal Reserve has a primary responsibility to control inflation. Ultimately, he's not wrong, right? Like, what is the, what other than executive orders, what powers does the president have? Uh, he just sets policy agenda. That's, that's kind of his job is to be like, guys, I'm the leader, so we should be looking at this stuff. Well, his 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 plan was to spend how many trillion dollars, like building up the uh, infrastructure. Hey, that that should I'm I'm all for building infrastructure. I'm all for it too, but I wouldn't call that a way to fight inflation. Was spending oh <laughs> yeah, no, no. a lot more money. No. <laughs> well, and and uh, one of the New York Times pieces that I posted on the Discord, the, the headline of it is, is greedflation rewriting economics or do old rules still apply? Mm. Because apparently economists and politicians are currently debating what inflation is and, and, and how it's playing out in our current modern, modern economy. Hmm. Because, you know, we're, we're seeing things like, oh, look, record oil profits. And they're like, it's inflation. It's like, well, then where'd all the profit come from? Right. There's still, there's a lot of uncertainty. It's a very long article. I'm not going to hit all the points, but let's just say yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uncertainty on how how we can even do how we even define inflation mm -hmm. right like we, we it's easy to say is like the cost of things going up but it's 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 a really much more nuanced picture and and it's hard to even get all the data we would need like companies don't just report their profit margins right mm -hmm. so how how are how are you gonna know like if if they're passing on like, oh, these prices increases are because the cost of oil went up or these price increases are because they know you'll fucking pay for it. 
Well, I mean, some of that is in their balance sheets. Those are usually public. Um, they don't usually break out. The, I don't know how, how much they break out those line items, but you can see their operating expenses versus uh, the actual nets that All they right. make. All right. Let me get you some of these email addresses to these economists and you can let them know. <laughs> well, where's, uh, where's our economist okay. <laughs> friend? We need to... Maybe we need to go grab him. <laughs> Eric The Mason? time to bring him back? Yeah, Eric. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to keep talking to him about marketing and how it's meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> he probably lost a lot of friends on LinkedIn over that comment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. So, inflation. It's a thing. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame president the president for trying to distance himself. <laughs> That's what I can do, guys. Hands are tied. So it's my top priority and I will do nothing. <laughs> like, how about it's the Fed's top priority and I will make sure they do their fucking job. I make sure they got the tools to do their job. There you go. God, we got to get you Biden's email address, man. You got this shit. You're on fire. It's better than uh, it's the Fed's job to do it. I'm going to step back and let them do their job. <laughs> like, well, they haven't done a great job over the past two years. So what makes you think now they're going to get their shit together? <laughs> Well, I, I got to say, I, I trust our process a little bit better than uh, what they got going on over in Turkey. <laughs> Just got to get those digs in. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I think it's actually relevant to be like, if your president was a strong man and in full control, like, would you have better inflation? Fair enough. 73%. <laughs> we have time for one more? We sure do. All right. Uh, this one popped up and I found it quite entertaining. Uh, Chinese traders find aluminum stocks they financed may not exist. Wait, aluminum stocks like stock in a aluminum mining company? No, like stockpiles. Oh, 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 okay. Wait, so, hey, you want to buy some of my aluminum? Sure. And then it just doesn't exist? The aluminum was used as a, a collateral. So uh, here's the, the story says several Chinese traders complaining that they were duped into providing loans against artificially inflated aluminum stockpiles. Uh, and this is less than a decade after the market was also uh, went through a similar scandal on a much bigger scale. So there's three companies that lent uh, more than uh, 500 million yuan or 75 million against stockpiles of stored metal in a warehouse in the southern province of Guangdong that turned out to be worth significantly less than that. Uh, the people who were <laughs> speaking with the knowledge of the matter asked not to be identified, obviously, because it's China and that might really piss off some people. <clears throat> Jack Ma. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, aluminum futures trading on the Shanghai Exchange were fallen as the speculation of the loads eroded the, more, the market confidence. But the amounts being talked about so far are pretty small, but the traders were pointing to similarities with the scandal in 2014 when one merchant fought over ownership of metal pledged, as, pledged many times over at a warehouse in Qingdao. That incident ran into the billions of dollars, sparked a crisis in the in industry, and eventually changed the horizons of the commodities financing industry in China. Whoa. Yeah. So, I guess uh, uh, absolute control of your uh, markets uh, does not stop people from doing <laughs> stupid shit. Yeah. So, some creditors apparently tried to confirm their aluminum held at a warehouse in Foshan, and that's uh, that province only discovered there was a mismatch between receipts and the actual quantities. Wonder what it was like. And they had to have been suspicious at some point to even show up to check, right? Well, maybe it's sort of a fool me once, shame on you kind of thing, where they're like, every time you do it now, you just go ahead and verify that the material is actually there. <laughs> <laughs> like the Royal Bank of Scotland buying another bank. 
Right. All right. This time we're going to check the books. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Now we should move on. Do, do you know, you know who does keep good books? I do know. Oh, well, then why don't you tell us? You have the script. <laughs> <laughs> Two Bulls in a China Shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen and Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years experience helping thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchase, refinance, even those wonderful, wonderful reverse mortgages. Sue will help. She loves to help. She's licensed in 27 states. Reach out and see what she can do for you. Best way to reach her, just give her a call, 520-977-7904, or you can send her an email, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. And the phone number is 520-977-7904. And Two Balls in a China Shop is also proud to be affiliated with the Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro Academy is the educational platform that focuses on, that's your line, that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. Started reading your script. I there you go. Uh, <laughs> translation. Learn to trade like the big institutions. Or Sue. Learn to trade like Sue. <laughs> got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no better place that we've found to learn all you need to know to be a successful trader. Uh, you can find them online at tradeproacademy.com, or you can just use our affiliate link in the episode description. So it's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge and skills. And if you do join that Discord, that 10% discount code is waiting for you as long as you don't tell George. Right. Oh, and you know what? You know what else, Kyle? We got to tell everybody about. Mm-hmm. Orderflow Labs, our new best friends. Awesome, awesome people uh, over at Orderflow Labs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you haven't checked out our Back to the Futures episode, really amazing stuff. Flair and Leo mm-hmm. were kind enough to share that toolkit that they have with us for uh, trade. They, they use it for trading futures on uh, CR charts, Ninja Trader, and what's the other one? Meta. Now Motive Wave. Motive Wave. Yeah. If you're trading futures, they have some of the most amazing custom studies for structure and execution uh, by cell zones, exhaustion, absorption detectors, everybody's favorite reconstructed tape. I know Kyle's been playing with the Dominator signal lately. Mm-hmm. They got something for everybody constantly. Uh, testing and adding new videos explaining what they're what they're doing and how they work and how to use them uh, they just offer so much support and help to use these tools so if you are trading futures please 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 do yourself a favor check them out at orderflowlabs.com also pay attention to the voice channel because uh, flurry likes to jump in there right around lunchtime uh, he jumped in there again today on friday and was teaching me some some neat shit about using uh, the the differing time frames and analyzing the candlestick patterns on there. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of really neat stuff. Like feel like I'm just falling into the rabbit hole. It's one of those things where like you think you start to learn something and then all of a sudden you're like, "What? I don't know shit. I don't know anything." <sighs> all right. Should we should we move on talk about some stocks? Okay. Talk about stocks time Looking for setups It's still not advice Big moves, fresh news And earnings All that we're saying It's still not advice Stock time Please don't sue us 
All right. What should we start with, Dan? Oh, I think we should talk about Sheryl Sandberg over at Meta. Oh, yes. Sorry. Apologies. Over at Facebook Meta Platforms. Bullshit Incorporated. (laughs) (laughs) She just sat down this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, She stepped down as uh, chief operating officer. A, A big deal. She's often been credited with being the one to set up the revenue streams properly on, on Facebook advertising. Oh, kind of built that giant. Not to pay attention to where she goes next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it will be interesting to see where she goes up. Uh, apparently they were investigating her for using company resources to plan her wedding. Like, like she just posted it on Facebook. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, company resources. It's the CEO, COO of uh, Amazon. Not allowed to use prime. Like at a party, <laughs> like <laughs> throw on a movie for the group. Did you use Prime to order this this wonderful deli meat tray? You son of a bitch! <laughs> Company funds. What was the What was the actual accusation? You know what? I read this entire story on the New York Post, and it it doesn't really address it. Oh, okay. It, it says that her that that a Meta spokesperson said none of this has anything to do with her personal decision to leave. She did state that she felt unfairly targeted, but the actual using using corporate resources to plan her wedding, they never they never like like a good clickbait article never really. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, address it other than saying it's it's on ongoing probe. So just because she stepped down doesn't mean that they're done looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't a she stepped down to, as like a wink wink nudge nudge don't don't look anymore i don't know it's tough to say maybe it might be a step down because like look I, you're gonna investigate me for everything and i'm just fucking over it <laughs> i guess i guess her her fiance is activision blizzard ceo uh bobby kotick oh okay that's probably not good for her <laughs> okay yeah we will pay less attention to her now <laughs> no 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 i'm just uh that maybe why she's getting targeted <laughs> yeah just trying to cut ties with anything that has to do with Activision. Yeah, I, it's it's tough for me to think of Facebook as a serious company mm-hmm. when some of the architects of their success are are leaving ship, and and Meta has yet, then to my knowledge, yet to produce anything tangible or meaningful as a company like that. The whole metaverse, I still don't see it as as being big with anybody but Mark Zuckerberg. What was the thing they tried to make last time that they ended up just like buying like Snapchat or not Snapchat or they ended up just buying something else or we WhatsApp was it WhatsApp? Yeah, they bought WhatsApp. That was the one. Yeah, they tried to copy that and then they failed miserably and then they just went and bought WhatsApp instead. They have not been very good innovators for a long time. A long time. <laughs> if you believe that movie, Zuckerberg was never a good innovator. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair enough. What's the stock look like? Oh, one of the worst charts I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, man, such a big gap, too. Yeah, it had that huge gap down at the beginning of the year with some bad earnings, as we all remember. And it's... It tried to rally a bit, but uh, even with some good earnings at the end of April, here we find ourselves at the beginning of June, still towards those lows. It's it's at uh, close of the week at one ninety, and even those earnings weren't that good. The most recent ones, and at the end of April, I think it was. I mean, they surprised on the EPS, but they missed on the revenue. I'm I'm looking at this daily chart, and and I see 
this is a good <laughs> opportunity to, to probably load up on uh, some puts. I don't think I don't think their outlook is very very good. I don't think that uh, let's just say I don't think that gap's getting filled anytime soon. Probably not unless inflation really takes off. <laughs> One one ninety. This this area right where it's at is is at a it's a volume profile edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the further back in time you go, like it shifts from like the ledges above one ninety one, and then if you go back further, then like the we're at the top of the ledge, not the bottom. Right. So I do. I think we're at a really key level. Yeah, we're getting into that <laughs> distribution from like two thousand seventeen to two thousand twenty. Also, well below the COVID highs. Yeah. If 190 fails, then uh, it's got a lot of room below, put it that way. Yep. Should be a lot of interest as you go down, though. I mean, maybe you start looking to... I mean, if Facebook at 155, would you buy it? I buy it? No. I'd be, I'm be. i looking for... Uh, uh, I, buy, I buy Facebook at 130. I would probably buy it at 155, or at least start a position. Take a little nibble? Yeah, I probably would. All right. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, Levi Strauss caught my eye this week. Week when it was actually halted on a circuit breaker. Yeah, what happened with that? It looked like it was uh, like tanking. Like I looked at that and then I actually saw the news. What they did was they adjusted their outlook for like the next five years. Uh, now they're looking at an annual revenue growth of like six to eight percent from a prior target of four to six through 27. Oh, wow. People loving those jeans, huh? Well, they've been expanding their direct to consumer business. Uh, it's now. Said it aims to expand it up to 55% of total sales and they want to triple their e commerce revenue. They think that they're in a much stronger position since pre COVID. They reaffirmed their full year guidance and then they also announced a buyback of 750 million. Whoa. So, yeah. Whoa. Things might actually be looking good for these guys. What's, uh, what's their stock ticker? Levi. Levi. Okay. Well, looks pretty bearish to me. Still doesn't look great, but that's still some good news that came out. It's good fundamental guidance. Yeah. And where it's at right now, I think you can watch and see if it pops up above 1930-ish, somewhere around there. I think if it pops up above that, then maybe you might start to see some more bullish action. Um, you got a nice volume profile that we're kind of right in the middle of the, the node right now here at $19. Yeah. But I mean, that can run up to, you know, 20 to $22 for, uh, you know, reaching the next, the next level. On the downside, uh, I don't think I want to see it much below 18. If I was going to look to load up on that below 18, then look for the retest of the lows on this most latest move around $16. Yeah. Yeah. I got $15.90. They've been posting some pretty solid earnings um, basically for the last year or two. We got earnings coming up on the 13th of July. So this might be one I keep an eye on uh, when that, earnings date gets closer and see if maybe you can't make some money on that yeah i just like i just like where it's at like looking at the volume profile i think it's on its way up i mean it looks like it got up into that distribution between 18 and 21 right yeah so there might be a little more room left on this move at least another dollar in my opinion yeah and we may we we may very well be be seeing the 16 be that bottom one thing i don't like though is on the daily volume it looks like it's been decreasing on this latest up move Mm -hmm. so i think i would want to see some more strength coming into this before i try to get long otherwise look to pick it up at another discount if you can because the trend is still decidedly bearish (laughs) it's hard to get long anything these days right now right yeah it's it's a pretty significant bear bear channel we got (laughs) Uh, and then there's one last story I wanted to look at real quick. Uh, Yellow Man shared it with us in the Discord about GM 
trying to take uh, businesses to foreign governments, and they're starting with Canada. Okay. So they're trying to expand with the intent to deliver highly customized vehicles and other services to the international military, security, and government customers, Canada being the first. Okay, so they're trying to sell military vehicles to Canada? Uh, starting with Canada. They're trying to sell it to other allies, obviously. But um, they're also investing $35 billion in EVs and self-driving technology, uh, which they believe that the GM defense um, arm can tap into for its military products, as it has done for the U.S. government customers. Oh. So can you imagine a Mountie and a Humvee? It suddenly looks a lot more formidable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think a Mountie on a moose is what would get me terrified. And mooses are terrifying anyway. That's what I'm saying. Moose will fuck you up. Is it mooses? Meese? I don't care. Sounds better. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So thanks to Yellowman for, for pointing out GM to us. Uh, Yellowman seems to really like those auto stocks. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, GM, again, is another one of those looking like it's in a nice uh, bearish trend still. Uh, bounced off a of 34 not too long ago. Peaked at this latest up move close to $40, and it's been turning back down again. Volume on the whole has been decreasing on this latest leg down, though. So, uh, I don't know. I think if you see it clear 41, then maybe you can start looking more on the long opportunity. At least then you have some momentum and structure shift. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, maybe look to see uh, when it gets back to 34, if uh, the buyers come out and support that again, like they did uh, back in the NMA. Is, is, is General Motors, is that consumer discretionary or consumer staple? Uh, it says consumers consumer durables i mean uh i don't know i mean a new vehicle is not necessarily a necessity yeah even though like a vehicle may be considered one these days or at least for people who don't live in the big city yeah i guess it's it's it would be it would be consumer cyclical right yeah yeah because i guess uh tesla is considered consumer cyclical Mm -hmm. um do you got any stocks that you're watching for next week uh yeah yeah hold on what was it chpt charge point holdings chpt look at that beautiful downward trend line right big volume on this last spike up though like a lot of volume comparably almost double huh Big surprise on that latest earnings report on the uh, revenue. So this is, uh, excuse me, me playing around on Unusual Whales found this one. Mm -hmm. The bullish, let's just say, yeah, the, the call flow, the volume, the options order flow looks pretty bullish to me. Mm -hmm. But when I, <laughs> when I look at this chart, I mean, the daily, it's got such really strong volume after this earnings. Yeah, I really I'd want to I want to see it break the 15 half and retest. It's currently a 14 half. I would look at uh, price. I would target probably just under 18, like right around 17 half yeah. for the first it, uh, take profit on that. Just this week, if I had been watching this Monday, it broke the $12 and Wednesday it retested the $12. So that would have been uh, a really great entry. Yeah. That's that's why I'm saying like uh for the bull case now, the next time to get in for me would be breaking that 15, 25 mm -hmm. area and retesting that. See, see if uh, it's a full reversal. Right. 
Otherwise, if it re- if if it can't break that, obviously, uh, you're looking <laughs> looking for the other way. The long term trend is pretty bearish. Uh, all right, and I've got one to take a look at real quick. What's that? Been chatting with you about it uh, in the Discord. The IPOF. Oh yeah, Tramat's uh, one of his spacs. Tramat's the guy who brought uh, Virgin Galactic public. I think SoFi and some other big ones. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this thing. It doesn't have a whole lot more time before it has to disperse and return all the the money back to shareholders. But this is a pretty big spec. I think it's one of the largest ones out there with nearly one and a half billion market capitalization. But the, uh, the volume spike that it has seen over the last few days has been very impressive. Uh, so I picked up some like uh, August calls on this just as a, a what the hell. They're like 13 to 20 cents, I think, is what I paid for them. Um, if this thing ends up picking up something like that, a lot of the rumors I hear people talking about on, I, this is Reddit, so you know, take that with a grain of salt, but uh, Menards, um, OnlyFans, Reddit itself, Discord, and Starlink are like the most common names I see associated with this. And we know volume like this usually precedes some kind of announcement. So I think it's worth the flyer on it to see if maybe they don't announce a a major acquisition here soon. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a, a real possibility. Mm-hmm. I think Starlink is probably a uh, wishful thinking, I guess would be the right term. Wishful thinking, yeah. We know that Musk doesn't like having private companies anymore after what he's gone through with Tesla. <laughs> public companies, yeah. I mean, SpaceX is not going to go any, it's not going to go public, I don't think, ever. Um, ever. Starlink, though, I could see Starlink being the one that he wants to take next if he does take another one. Put- uh, public, but normally I guess a SPAC is used when you need to raise funds for the company itself, and I don't think either of Musk's ventures need any fundraising at this point in time. Right. But I wouldn't mind uh, owning a SPAC that announces an acquisition, like you know Reddit or Menards. The uh, t- total open interest for IPOF calls is four hundred and twenty-seven thousand right now. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It looks like there might be something up here. So. I think it's worth uh, spending, you know, hundred bucks, or I think I, I think I might be in for a total of, I don't know, maybe two hundred at max on uh, August dated calls at ten dollars. So there you go. Very low risk, very high reward potential. Yeah, I threw I threw a hundred bucks at some uh, that end this month. Yeah, I would uh, I would try to get some that are closer to the closer to October you can get because I think that's like the October September somewhere in there is going to be around the last chance opportunity unless they vote to extend it. Yeah. Exciting! No, no, keep an eye on that. This one could be this one could be interesting. And Sarah Glass is the one who found that she mentioned that on the Trade Pro Discord. So hopefully she doesn't get mad at me for stealing it from her. As long as I give her you know respect, right? That's all that matters. I'll steal her Arc K pick. <laughs> I guess she owes you one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's better and better pay off. Yeah. Uh, all right. Should we move on and do some crypto and wrap this thing up? Yeah. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. All right, Dan, I've got a story. I think you've got a story, but yours looks like it might be a little more uh, important. 
Oh, uh, yeah. New York lawmakers have uh, passed a moratorium on Bitcoin mining. Like, I didn't hear anything about this. Like, that's kind of uh, kind of big. Is it just Bitcoin? So the state Senate passed a bill that halts new permits for certain fossil fuel power plants to be used in Bitcoin mining. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the measure, which also initiates a study on the environmental on the environmental impact mining facilities are having, mm-hmm. had already passed the state assembly. So they're still okay if they buy like an old hydro plant, as long as it's not fossil fuel, or if they bought like Three Mile Island. <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, that's 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 the been the idea is like because New York has so much like hydroelectric plants mm-hmm. and and retired fossil fuel plants that so they were like, oh, we can just go to New York and restart them. But they're not like like they still need a permit to do that. And then they're, so they're saying like, no, we won't give anybody a permit. Gotcha. So there's a two year moratorium on any new permits. Uh, so I guess they, they haven't like if you're already doing it. Yeah, you don't have to shut down. OK. All right. But <laughs> that could be the next step, right? I mean, I don't know. I think they might have a hard time passing that. It's true. It's not China where you know, the people don't have a say in anything that gets passed. Well, it's also really hard to tell somebody who spent a bunch of money and invested in something that now all of a sudden they're not allowed to do that anymore. And you're just shit out of all your investment. <laughs> but when it's something that doesn't produce anything, I think it gets a little bit easier. <laughs> I mean, you say that about a lot of these companies. <laughs> it's just, yeah, right, right. At the same time, they're gonna they're gonna study to see what the energy demand does to the climate goals in New York, and then they'll reassess. So, th- if if there's a big enough environmental spin on it, they will be able to shut it down for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that story. All right, then uh, the one that I saw. Remember our friend Do Kwan, uh, the guy who was behind the the stable coin that collapsed and another thing that collapsed uh, previously. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Terra Luna. Yeah. So. Apparently Apparently he uh, he's allegedly been caught. Um, uh, is it laundering or is it? Oh, he's tried to move about four point eight million dollars of money through a shell company. Nice, nice. Uh, he was fined last year for tax evasion, forced to pay about eighty million in tax. <laughs> That's expected to rise in time as only realized gains are taxed for cryptocurrency in South Korea. But the new allegations suggest that this is not the only crime for which he is now being investigated. <laughs> And he couldn't use crypto to move it, huh? <laughs> he was trying to do it through crypto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. This guy's shady. I'm shocked, yeah. Kyle. Shocked. The latest allegations are suggesting that Terraform Labs' sister company, Kernel Labs, re- received 6 billion won or 4.8 million from Terraform Labs. Uh, it could be a completely innocent transaction for consulting services. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the article states, the recent actions of Duquan uh, to remove any association of himself from Kernel Labs make this transaction appear suspicious. Yes, <laughs> it, it appears it suspicious. Very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just graffitied this wall. Let's ask that kid with the spray paint can if he saw yeah, anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Duquan uh, seems to be up and at it again. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> oh man, he should just grow the snidely whiplash villain mustache and get it over with. Uh, right, shave his head and get a cat. <laughs> I I would seriously recommend to anyone who's trading crypto if this guy's behind the coin, I would think twice about getting any tokens, coins, or or anything with involved with this man. Holy shit! Agreed. <laughs> Ah, well, Dan. Well, Kyle. I think uh, I think we've uh, made it to nearly the end of the drop. Draw. 
Okay, well, my good for the week is I I did make the commitment and I did smoke my final cigarette last Saturday. And that is giving me some root confidence in myself to be uh, in control. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. Make it a week already. Almost a week now. By the time people will hear this, it will be seven days. Yes. Well done. Since my final cigarette. Thank you. Two more weeks and you've made a habit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. If you can make it past that point, you should be, should be good. Oh, I'm already good. I can tell you that right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Happy not even. You. Not even struggling with the habit. I am struggling with the physical withdrawal, though, but that we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, my good was my Salesforce trade. I made an earnings play. Uh, was that on Wednesday when they reported? Um, I could have held it through the week. I just looked at the price and saw that both legs of that spread that I purchased were in the money. But, uh, you know, when it's, oh, God, what day did they actually report? Did they report Wednesday afternoon or hold, please? I thought, I thought it was Wednesday. Uh, it was the 31st. So they reported Tuesday after hours. So yeah, Wednesday, when it's Wednesday and the markets have been as jumpy as they've been lately, you know, I think I closed it up for nine, $9 on half and nine twenty five on the other half uh, on something I purchased for three fifty. Well done. I was happy giving up, you know, a dollar and chain or, you know, almost a dollar on, on the max end to, to just go ahead and <laughs> realize that immediately. Uh, yeah, that one felt pretty good. I know. I I know that we say earnings are gambling, but I know Salesforce is usually good for a beat. And when it's been as beat down as it was, I was expecting a, a good reaction from something that usually does pretty solid when it comes to reporting their um, their quarterlies. Yeah. What was your bad? Oh, I would say I took what could have been really good and and walked away from trading when I noticed my set scores this morning were really bad mm. and. I did walk away and do the right thing, but then like, you know, a half hour later I sit down and I'm like, trade and I'm like, God damn it, Dan, your scuff scores are still like way off. You can't be trading. So <laughs> I, that that definitely qualifies as my bad. Did you place another trade after sitting back down or did you uh That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I placed another one more yeah. trade and was like, Ah, what am I doing? <laughs> Um, my bad has to do with the homework that I was given from Motorflow Labs. Uh, I'm supposed to be reading Markets and Profile, and I haven't made a whole lot of progress in the two weeks since that episode's come out. Oh, and we're recording another one soon, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we got to set up the actual date. Uh, but that you know, supposed, should be coming out at the end of the month. So, I mean, I've got time, but I don't, do I really want to dilly-dally and just cram before the class? Like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't like high school. <laughs> this is something where I want to be successful, so I need to put that work in. And, you know, I did find my copy of, uh, of the book, and, and I have picked it back up. So, yeah, I think um, we'll both be there. Uh, yeah, I maybe like, I think it's a 250-some page book. I'm maybe page 70 right now. If... Uh, if you don't finish it, and I'm I'm the responsible one in the next call. Ooh, there should be consequences we'll, for that. <laughs> there should be consequences. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Oh, you know what? World. You know what? I do have some consequences on hand. I want you to read the book and give me a report on it. Okay. <laughs> I want you to do my homework. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> I'm halfway through the book, but the chapters no. explaining the different TPO profiles, I've reread maybe like seven times a piece. Yeah, I've heard it gets kind of dry, so I need to start. I need to get cracking on it this weekend, and uh, yeah. that way I have time to re 
reabsorb some of those. Yeah. Like it's, it's funny because you know, you want to read it closer to the time when you're going to record. So it's fresh in your mind, but at the same time, I also want to be able to actually understand it by the time we talk to him too. <laughs> so, so there's a bit of a balancing right. act there. Right. Anyway, what was your ugly? My ugly was not anticipating a bad week when I had all the data that said, Dan, you may be able to say no to every craving, but these quitting cigarettes is going to fuck your set scores up for a while. Right. And not not bringing that to the game uh, starting on Monday, not taking the week off was it wasn't ugly. Uh, you even started saying you were going to. Are you eating chips, by the way? Yeah. Oh, it's popcorn. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Oh, is it that entertaining? I made, po- I made popcorn for breakfast and a giant bowl is still sitting next to my computer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. Give me some popcorn. Oh, God. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, you're ugly. Hold on. Let me get the popcorn. <laughs> my ugly was my Thursday trading. I had kind of a similar situation where I woke up late and I still tried to trade. And mm. like it took like three stops before I realized like I am not in the right mindset to 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 be trading today so i did manage to walk away but it took uh it took more losses than it should have to reach that point right but yeah my note i wrote on this is sometimes the only way to win is not to play which i think i said earlier in the bet <laughs> yeah you did uh, full circle yeah full circle Wait, is it time to talk about that bet uh yeah why not i need it wanna beat it gonna win it if i take it from you Building my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet picking time in the shop, so pick them right. I've had this song stuck in my head all week, by the way. This one? Yeah. Aw, that's very flattering. And not in a bad way, like, I just keep humming it to myself. And you don't even get the chorus. It's just, just all verse. Yeah. I, I might be getting back into music here. We'll see what happens. As long as it doesn't take away from your podcast. Yeah. Well, nothing can. This is my <laughs> life now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of, uh, I need to make a new bet. Oh, and I can't decide between shorting GM or going long on CHPT. I'm not going to say anything because last time I did, I talked to you out of the right move. Yeah, right. Son of a bitch. No, I talked my, myself out. I trust you. That's my problem. I know you shouldn't. I, I shouldn't <laughs> trust you at all. But like my gut instinct is like, hey, Kyle, he, he's a good friend. You can trust him. Uh, not when there's consequences <laughs> on the line. Not when death is on the line. <laughs> all right i oh but that volume's drying up okay i i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do chpt and uh i'll tell you what i'm gonna do a conditional trade oh i i'm gonna be watching chpt for that uh 15 half if uh if it breaks and retests 15 half then i want to Pick it up on the retest. If it fails to break 15 half, I want to short it. If it fails to break it at all? Yeah. How do you define that? Like, yeah, okay, we'll say we'll give it the first two days. Doesn't pop above by then, then just go ahead and short it. Yeah, if it's not above 15 by by uh, Tuesday close. That's new. That's interesting to see how this one works out. Yeah. Oh, I should That's probably be writing this down. <laughs> I wrote it down. 15 half, break and retest to enter. If it fails to break by Tuesday, then you're short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like 
I may be able to win this with $500. So I'm just going to go with IPOF. Okay. Because there's very little chance that it drops too much below $10. <laughs> I thought of that. I thought of that because I had first pick. But you're behind. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I can't play it safe. Like I got to I gotta do something. Anyway. Um, and then if they do announce anything this uh, upcoming week, I want to close out the my position the day of the announcement at close at market close. So if they announce something like Tuesday morning, then Tuesday afternoon, I want to be out. Okay. If they announce it Tuesday afternoon, then by the end of day, Wednesday, I want to be out. The end of the day? By the end of the next, the market day that the announcement comes out. The next market session after the announcement, or if it comes out at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. If it's during the session, then yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, makes sense. I got you. I, I think I can follow all that. All right. And then we've got a uh, random stock. We have NASDAQ and eight. What is eight? Ooh, NASDAQ is going tech. Of course. Tesla. NVIDIA. No. I don't know that this was a uh, tech stock, but Bentley? Bentley Systems? PSY? Well, maybe it's different from the car company. Maybe. It's a it's software companies. Um, well, it doesn't look good, so suck it, random. Yes, why? Oh, that's a big volume spike on the thirty first. Oh, I, I sorry, I switched the daily from from uh, range, and and I take it all back. It it uh, <laughs> it is finding higher highs and higher lows. So it's at a pivotal point right now. Yeah, it's damn it, random. All right, maybe I need to change my bet. <laughs> You changing it to Bentley? No, I'm just uh, like random's right behind me by like five bucks. If random has a good week, then playing conservative's not going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think random's screwed. I don't think Bentley's going to, going up. But I'm also in last place. So <laughs> what do I do? Oh, fuck you, random. <laughs> All right. And if you agree, we've got stickers. We've got stickers. That's fuck right. you, random stickers. Fuck you, random stickers. I, I love the uh, the big tick energy stickers. Those are my favorite. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, thanks to Varen for uh, coming up with that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, favorite favorite design. Sh- should have a shirt on a, on the way for him for, for sharing that one with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, folks. We do have to shut down this shop. We're always open online in our merch shop. You can check us out there. Until our next stunning episode where we'll be back at you with the results from this crazy bet pick. I got CHPT. Kyle is doing IPOF and Random is doing Bentley Systems BSY. Until next time, happy trades. Bye. God, I really just trailed off there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You want to do it again? So good for most of the episode. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it again, okay? All right. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.